Hi, welcome to my podcast, Articulate. My name is Divya Sharma, and I have started this podcast to bring together students of art from all over the world and to create a community by talking to them about their backgrounds, their art practice, their inspirations, and experiences that they would like to share. So this needs to be a platform for all art students to have a voice to talk about themselves. My first guest, I'm so excited, is my friend and colleague, young Laura Tillotson. Laura is a student of painting. Um, that's all I will say. Let's hear it from um, Laura herself. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Divya. How are you? Great. Nice to see you again after so long. It's been six months since Wimbledon. I know, I think. And it's gone so fast. It's gone so fast, I know. So, um, yeah, I know that you are a student of painting, but why don't you tell our listeners a little more about what you're doing? So, I'm doing a Master's in Painting at Manchester School of Art. Amazing. And it's the first year of the course. And mm. it's a really small course. There's only 10 of us. Wow. And it's quite... Um, How long is the course? Is it, two, is it a two-year Master's or... Uh... Um, I'm doing one year, but you can do two years. Okay, amazing. But that's a lot of pressure, huh? In one year, you have to... I mean, understand what it is to li- like to be a master's student and come up with ideas for a degree show and stuff. Yeah, it's quite uh, full on. It's yeah, it full is. time. Mm. And I mean, normally in, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, yeah. six days a week, Monday to Saturday. Wow. So is yeah. it like more, is it busier than what it was uh, in our BA course in uh, Wimbledon? Um, well, there's only 10 of us, and right. we do share the studio with the fine art um, students as well. Um, wow. But we have a little corner, which is just for painting, so it's quite nice. It's quite a friendly environment, and there's a lot of nurturing. Yeah, and amazing. It's quite, yeah, it's like we're a little family. So, like, it, it, it's, uh, it's only for painting. You can't, I mean, if you wanted to dabble with, like, 3D or, or something else, would it, would it not be allowed, or...? Or you have to um, well, do something else? I think the tutor, Ian Hartshorn, is very much into painting and he's like, he makes us look and read about traditional work and traditional art and look at painting as a process and go back to the history of painting. Wow. And I think if we wanted to suddenly include sculpture, it would have to be with great meaning and would be needed for us as a person rather than doing it as an extra. Wow. Or we'd go into fine art if we were to make sculptures. Oh, talking about your tutor, I know you've, um, you're really inspired by this person. So do you think, like, uh, how much do you think that, you know, a good mentor as an art tutor who's, who doubles as a mentor, somebody who understands your practice is important for you as an artist? I know I'm, I'm kind of completely diving into this topic without doing the the rest of the you know pleasantries but why not consider because you've started talking about your tutor and stuff so um I think that tutors are really really important like mm. as soon as we study art as a child and I remember my first art class and the lady who taught it when I was about six I think and she inspired me to be an artist then and I think every tutor you meet through like your BA and your MA and the foundation all have a massive impact on your work and they've got so much knowledge and they've been through so much that they can just only help you and help you grow as a person and an artist 
Yeah. So do you think that um, it's like a combination of understanding you as a person and getting who you are and also trying to um, uh, take you in the direction that they think would be uh, relevant for you, isn't it? They, they need yeah. to know you as a person, understand you as a, as a personality. Yeah, Ian really tries really hard to understand everybody, who, who everybody is as a person, and he mm. really gets to know you. And, mm. and, and he thinks a lot about you, like, in a way that he gives you references or sends you an email with a reference or a book or an artist who he think might help you. Wow. And it really gets to know us, and we have all these different group tasks as well. So we work as groups mm. to do tasks. Like one week we had to um, do a painting in the style of uh, another student in the class. Oh, okay. And I had my friend Rachel, who's like my close friend on the course, and uh, she did mine and I did hers, and we all put them uh, in our studio spaces. And That's our tutor had to come around and guess which painting was the other person's. Wow! And he couldn't guess anybody's really. That's amazing. So you understand the concept of having yeah. Your so own by uh, repeating the way that style. someone else makes work, yeah. by understanding how they make the work, and yeah. new ways we thought we wouldn't make work before. That's mm. really interesting. I know. So, um, like, I know you said that you know uh, you had a tutor when you were young, when you were five years old, who inspired you to get into art as a profession. <laughs> but what it is, what is it that once you did your GCSE, that's when you have the the you know the crossroads and you have to decide what exactly you want to study and what kind of career you want to go into. So, what made you take that? decision it's it's not an easy one I think in this day and age when you know you have like so many options and um, and I mean all of you are so bright and you can do whatever you want so why did you decide to do um, art well um from my GCSEs I didn't have like the best experience in my GCSE Mm. and I really and I really got like frustrated in the last exam and I was changing my mind at the last minute but mm. then I ended up getting a really good grade mm. and I even won like a little art competition thing. Wow. But I went to do my A-levels um, and I was saying to my parents, I'm not going to I'm not gonna choose art no matter what. I've had such a bad experience. I'm never choosing art. And then I had to choose art for my last option. And it seemed to be the only thing that I kind of was good at, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> it was the only thing that I just like got like... Like when you learn music, you have to get it. And it's like, art was the only thing that kind of ticked in my brain as like the true thing that I was supposed to do. So I just kind of followed that route and let it happen. That's amazing that your parents fostered that talent and encouraged you to go where your, you know, inclination is. And um, I mean, that's not, that didn't happen with me. So (laughs) that's why I have to do it now in my old age. So, um... So but tell me, tell us more about yourself, where you're from, which part of England, how old you are. <laughs> so I'm 22 and I'm from a little village called Marsden in ah, West Yorkshire. And okay. it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of fields, a lot of sheep. Nice. Um, it's really pretty. It's really nice. It's really slow. It's like a proper slow life, uh-huh. but it's quite creative to make work yeah that's um, what you need so. and I think there is a lot of, there are a lot of uh, local artists around but I never see them but mm. they're here <laughs> so do you have like local art uh, fairs and you know oh yeah definitely fairs? just yeah. loads of them yeah so is, <laughs> art weeks art weeks good good yeah so um is that why you um 
I know your um, style of work is um, is more um, is is it less figurative, more landscape, more kind of um, uh, what what do you say? What how would you describe your well, um, from the third year in the, at Wimbledon, mm. I started making all these like surreal landscapes, yeah, all yeah, bright colours, all kind you know. of. There's like an element of also horror in some of them, right? Yes, but there was a severe hand and a like, dreamlike kind of fascinations, and I always told myself that I wasn't going to be a landscape painter, uh-huh. and here I am painting landscapes, um, but different but kind of I landscapes. So it's a, it's a more like a dystopian version of those. Uh, yeah, I think so. I still don't really things. understand my work yet, mm-hmm. but I think that it's kind of dystopian, surreal landscapes and less dreamlike. It's more dreamlike, isn't it? Yeah, it's dreamlike. But I want to start including animals and figures. But I, I'm just like working on having the confidence to do that and just trying to get the landscape right at the moment. Yeah, um, I really used to um, admire your kind of uh, fearlessness and how you kind of just went for it. You had no kind of uh, hesitation in doing, like, experimenting and not worrying about, oh, is, gonna, is it going to be the next masterpiece or is it going to be like really bad and, and keep evolving and keep kind of... Um, understanding from the making itself so how do you how do you get that kind of uh, uh would, would you think that that is something that you need to be like in, a, in an artist to be experimental to be fearless to be less um, insecure I know everybody all artists are insecure but how do you get over it as somebody who's so young and <clears throat> who's just well, embarked um... on this Everybody gets insecure thing. about their work, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I know. Um, like waking up uh, at night and thinking, oh my God, everything I've made is rubbish. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. Uh, why don't I just be an accountant? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has that. Even the most uh, accomplished of um, like yeah, rock star artists will have that kind of thing. If you don't have it, I think that's a problem. <laughs> well, I think that you've got to kind of... Um, the, the most important thing is to be honest with yourself and really be honest with you as your, a person and try and understand yourself and what you're trying to show yeah. and what you want to express yeah. and what you're kind of attracted to and what kind of what kind of thing sticks in your imagination. And say if it's a subject that you're attracted to, like at the moment I'm going through a thing with trees. <laughs> it's been going on about three years. Yeah. And I keep repainting and repainting trees, but now they've kind of turned into kind of abstract forms but they were once like photographs or memories wow. and they kind of have to like see an idea through to the end and keep believing in it no matter what because a painting always looks rubbish at first mm. like a painting as soon as you start a painting that's not it you have mm. to keep going keep and add the layers and really like push it until you get there yeah and you've also got to just keep busy like even if one day you have a, a day off painting do some research do some writing like you have to like spend put all your energy into your work yeah and yeah so like uh, I remember in in uh, in our course in Wimbledon there was this um uh, there was this uh, what do you call it movement this direction by our, by our tutors 
to make your art political. So whatever you do, whether you do a portrait, whether you do something else, there has to be a political statement that you're you're making, or um, in relation to what's happening around us, and uh, in as a reaction to world events or philosophies or points of view. So do you have some kind of? Um, are you trying to make a point by um, using trees as your? metaphors or um, no I don't think there is any kind of deep political point to my mm-hmm. work but um the tutor also at Wimbledon really like opened my eyes up eyes up yeah <laughs> about this when he said um that uh, art isn't supposed to be about subject matter is it? and all and he even made a statement saying that all the work which is about say kind of topics and subject matter is never really like that amazing without the meaning and maybe the, the work should become first before the subject matter and then when the work's finished and the work is like brilliant without its subject matter that's when the meaning can come later wow. because every everything you make is kind of political anyway in a yeah. moment of time in the yeah. world yeah whether you like it or not yeah everything you do is kind of like a part of history yeah that's interesting. So, um, and also about this um, idea of gender, of how, um, you know, we've, um, at least for me, I, um, as an artist, as a woman, do you think um, you, are, you felt that you were treated differently or had different experiences from your colleagues who are men? I mean, I know it's you're young, and uh, it's still um, it's still it's it is an idealistic world. It, it isn't like how it used to be in the '90s or in the '80s. But what was your experience? Do you think that things are the same, or it is just that it's hidden, or um, do you have any experiences that uh, would suggest that um, women um, are treated differently as artists? Okay, so. Uh... Well, I think that definitely a lot of sexism definitely still exists in the world and is still going on today. Yeah. And um, but I think that in the art world, a lot of women are doing really great things right now. Yeah. Lois Dodd, um, Dorothea Tanning, even though like she's not alive anymore, but she was married to Max Ernst, mm. and I never heard of Dorothea Tanning until I googled Max Ernst. Wow, is it? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And um, also Lee Krasner. Mm, you know, course. I never heard of Lee Krasner until I googled Jackson Pollock. <laughs> until I looked at looked into Jackson Pollock's life. Yeah. So I think that definitely women are kind of push pushed aside sometimes. But I think now, right now, a lot of women are being more creative and painting and making work and on fine art courses than ever before. Yeah. Women are kind of driving the creative community right now. You think? Yeah, but I, but obviously still men are still amazing and still painting. But um, I felt um, when I did the BA at Wimbledon that Zoe, the course leader of painting, was really, really uh, inspiring for yeah. every yeah. woman on the course. Yeah. And she was just so, like, convincing and so confident with all of her ideas she's really a role model yeah she is she did amazing on the course i think um she really made us think differently about our relationship to art and what we want to do and 
everyone around us. And, yeah. yeah. That's great. So um, what have you been doing in the holiday? I know that you traveled a bit. So can you let us know what, and it's really exciting that you, you you went to all these amazing places and it was for a, quite some time, I think 20 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about that. Considering now all of us, I think are in lockdown and we're just looking at social media or various digital screens, like some dystopian, you know, dysfunctional um, window to the outside world. It's nice to hear from somebody who's, actually traveled and you know to uh, uh, experience it vicariously well um i've always been attracted to the natural world and nature is a huge element to my work yeah and i i just love traveling <laughs> Lucky but, you, um, i went to it. i went to taiwan a couple of years ago wow. and that that was amazing and we traveled around and went to green island and etc but then this uh, last summer, I went to Vietnam, and nice. that was another amazing experience. We went through the country on trains and motorbikes and so why in Vietnam? botanical gardens. Why did you choose Vietnam, though? What, sorry? Why did you choose to go to Vietnam? Um, I think it was because I'd literally watched videos and seen pictures and always been wanting to go to this place and never really had the chance and then I had a friend who lives out there oh okay he said come over and visit me but I'll be working mm-hmm. so we went over and we, I went traveling around and it's just fantastic <laughs> but this has definitely influenced my work in the way that kind of like yeah I was coming to that moment. next so does does your travels do you travel in order to get ideas for your work and does it actually bring you um, some new perspectives in how you do work and have you um, um, have you seen any changes in the colors you use or in the um, in the way you um, are you more mature with your strokes and um, do you have any kind of um, do you bring any of the cultural elements into your into your work well I think that travel definitely makes uh, a person wiser yeah I know. Um, but <laughs> especially like... I, I don't travel just for just for work and think oh this is really this will inspire me but because yeah. because I know that every I think like the inspiration comes after an experience and you may not realize in the moment when you're doing something and you're enjoying or you're exploring somewhere new how much that kind of meant in in like the back of your head yeah. and how you kind of bring that forward into you, your work subconsciously Wow. Yeah. So, like, and also a lot of the colours I'm using recently are quite, because um, where I live, everything's very green and very kind of dark mm. green and tertiaries and, mm. <laughs> you know, very kind of English landscape. Yeah. And then I'm using, like, bright fluorescent oranges and fallow turquoise and all these, like, bright pigments mm. and kind of painting uh, bright birds in the forest mm. and, the rain- and the rainforest, which I haven't even been to. Ooh, okay. And it's like a kind yeah. of maybe these like a prelude to where yeah, exactly. I want to like kind yeah. of go and visit. Yeah, yeah. I know before they're completely destroyed, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Tell me more about the um, project that you did in your degree show in Wimbledon. That was really interesting when you brought nature inside the the building and into that you know uh, small room. It's not a small room. It was kind of. Uh, uh, 
biggish studio space and i remember you had completely filled that entire floor with humongous amounts of uh, what was it soil <laughs> soil <laughs> so uh, i had i had this idea and if you were working on these kind of surreal landscapes and paintings based on moorland fires and estuaries with whale bones and kind of severed hands and people sunbathing in like really bright kind of toxic light and energies and then I kind of wanted to bring it all together but in its own environment where it kind of became like an aftermath of an event or an, an enigma um okay. so I kind of brought in loads of trees which I found uh some in Peckham after the Kirkland I show know, I huge I know <laughs> <laughs> Um, where they were chopping down trees and I was like can I have those uh, and then across the road in the park there was a tree that had fallen down and it was about I think it was about 14 foot long yeah. and I made a way I found a way of uh, kind of um, putting it against the wall and making a metal um, I've forgotten what they're called but anyway I've had it in, in, in the so that it, room against yeah. the wall mm, so that it would be a secure and <laughs> For, you know, risk assessment and everything. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they told me I couldn't do it at first. Mm. And then <laughs> and then I ordered, I had to order 800 litres of soil. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and it was, it cost a lot of money, but of it was worth it. And kind of the room was full of these trees and soil. And, and you had to go and stand on the soil to look at the paintings. And it kind of became like a pathway. Yeah. But I also made rocks from plaster. Yeah, yeah. You parved into the rocks and then went over with graphite. So they, so the paintings kind of reflected, all, all the landscape was reflected in the painting. In the what I created. Wow. So did you but make yeah, was, um? Did you make us walk bare feet on your soil, or was it like? I mean, that would have been an idea, wasn't it? Like an experience of walking over cool soil and admiring the, or just trying to understand what the paintings were trying to say, isn't it? Well, I think that as as you walk into a new environment and when you're taken from the kind of white cube space of the rest of the degree show. Yeah, yeah. And you, you walk into a room and you have to kind of like focus on what you're treading on. Yeah. And look at your <laughs> so feet. So all your senses <laughs> and, kind of come alive, isn't it? Yeah. And I think by doing that, like when you're walking and you have to tread over or you trip over or you see rocks and you see little elements, your kind of mind is awakened to everything around you. And then you kind of look at everything in a new, new, refreshing light. And I think that I wanted to create that environment where people walk into and then they look around and then they look into these landscapes and they kind of have to look for a long time and they can sit down and sit on the tree, sit on the, the logs on the log, and kind yeah. of just like sit and have like a 10 minutes of silence in the yeah. room in the space. And it was really quiet and there was little curtains. Yeah, yeah. And the, win- and the windows were open and they were like blowing really quietly and you could just sit there and like yeah, really just... amazing amazing how you did that amazing so um te- and what what's happening now what is the latest and what is your new project all about in your ma course well um it's not really a it's not a project mm. it's just an ongoing kind of yeah existence yeah. but um <laughs> it could take its own I'm, I'm working at home in my yeah. little home studio at the moment yeah but i'm making some quite large works mm. um i'm doing i'm i'm working on about five six new paintings at the moment all of 
landscapes and reflections in water and different lines and trying to kind of um, deal with colour a lot and trying to really think about line and kind of the drawing that happens in painting but with oil paints with and oil brighter colours and trying to create more experiences. Right. So have you uh, worked with other kinds of media along with your oil paints? Do you do prints and stuff with them? Um... Um, at the end of um, the degree, I did a lot of intaglio prints and I worked a lot in the dark room. Um, I like to take a lot of pictures, which I think is important to my work. And mm. I have like a, a nice camera and go into the dark room and create these like pictures which kind of come into my paintings. But yeah. only subtly, like, it just might be, like, an outline of a tree, what I've seen and taken a picture of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use a lot of intaglio prints at the end, and I found this way of, like, recreating an image from a copper plate Yeah. over and over again. It becomes quite, like, every time it's, like, a different, you know, a different kind of being. But yeah. I'm really focusing on oil paints at the moment and drawing as well. Mm-hmm. I do little sketches every now and then, but... Oil has become my number one material. <laughs> good, good. Um, and uh, what else? So um, how are you spending your time? I know that you said that you're working on your paintings and uh, working from home. But what, do you, um, what are your thoughts on what's happening with the lockdown and everybody um, stuck at home and having no... FOMO, fear of missing out, <laughs> you know, you basically <laughs> cannot socialize and you know nobody else is socializing. And so definitely it makes you kind of reflect on you, it forces us to reflect on ourselves and our lives and our um, futures and uh, how this new, uh, new, new way of living. So have you kind of had any thoughts on that? Well, I'm feeling pretty positive about uh, the experience at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, and That's I've, amazing. I found it quite like, I don't know, quite nice to have a to have a break from the routine and to really think about what I have around me and like what I've done so far and what I'm grateful for. And I've found it quite, like, easy to transition to working at home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because I've kind of, like, created the space myself and I've spent a lot of um, time, like, kind of putting it together. And then I haven't really been in the space. And now I feel like this is a time where I'm really using it to its full extent. And I wake up in the morning and I have my breakfast. And by half eight in the morning, I'm painting and I get changed and pretend like I'm going to work. So and then I paint until about 9pm. Amazing, Laura. So do you think this would have been unthinkable if, suppose, uh, this lockdown had not happened? The fact that you're back home and you're stuck at home. And uh, I know that it has given you an opportunity to paint without distraction. But the idea of going back home and living at home and 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 having a studio there and not having you know any friends around you is that something which was uh, an attractive proposition to you before um I don't think I could have um done it without being on the MA course because mm. in the summer when I because uh, I've lived home all this time now yeah but it's in the summer when I moved home I got a full-time job in retail okay and was like okay this is okay for now <laughs> and then I started getting a bit like 
frustrated thinking I've got like a degree in art I want to paint why aren't I painting yeah and then I kind of found this course and was like perfect yeah and uh (laughs) but I don't I don't think I could have uh, done this like this time last year I couldn't have created work like this in my studio and in my being so alone all the time but yeah yeah um so what what is the kind of advice you would give for people who are you know who are finding it difficult to find um, to to find their sense of balance and um who are having difficulty with um you know mentally uh being stuck at home without any kind of routine i would kind of uh, tell people to make sure that they build a space which is perfect for them and what they want to do because i think the first there are like three different things you need in order to create and it's time (laughs) space yeah and kind of um i've forgotten the last one we we talked about this yesterday in a in a seminar Uh um but time space and humor humor. okay yeah you need humor to create You, you basically shouldn't take yourself too seriously no, um, never take yourself too seriously. Because yeah. as soon as you think, okay, this painting is going to be like amazing and the best thing ever, you you start to like, yeah, I don't know, you just subconsciously mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you jinx yeah. it. Yeah, mm. you have to be able to interact with the world and um, zone in and out of your art practice. You kind of got to be open a lot to ideas, and then you when then as soon as you know your idea, and you can kind of really think okay this is what I'm going to do it's definite I've got the time I've got the space I've got the materials yeah and you can close yourself off from the world and do it and then when you open yourself back up it's like you've created a piece of work and you've done it but when you're making and you're so deep into the making it's like the famous saying of every everybody starts to leave the room and then you leave the room and then the painting is working on itself and then when you're drawn back you're kind of you you're like overwhelmed by what you've made because it's so honest and so true that is so profound laura you're so wise oh my god for somebody so young that's amazing <laughs> thank you for that i think i i can take some points from what you just said um and um what is the plan for the for for the future when whenever that the next you know the lockdown finishes and when this new normal sets in what is your plan for uh your art for your you know general in in terms of your plans for your future well um we will start the course hopefully september this mm. september until january when we have our show so we'll be going back into the studios to kind of finish off what we what we left mm. finish off where we left um and then i'll just keep going and just keep going for now Oh, and take like not too much pressure on yourself and kind of just kind of yeah just keep going and not like give up and so when's I'll your just degree see what, show? Where, wherever life takes me yeah yeah that's amazing so when's your degree show for this uh, MA course when is it um well it was supposed to be in October which isn't not going to happen now but I think now it's in January but the university is still not sure when we'll be going back right because of what's happened at the moment Ah, it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell us when where can we find you on social media? I mean, do you want to share some of your, you know, social media handles so that I can put it up on um, 
on my okay. Instagram. Okay, so yeah. uh, my website is lauratillotson.com. Yeah. And my Instagram is lauratillotson underscore. I think that's right. And my Twitter is lauratillotson3. <laughs> so your Instagram is lauratillotson underscore something? Yeah, like the little underscore. <laughs> In between Laura and Tillotson. Yeah, just that. Okay. So anyway, I'll put it up on um, my Instagram along with the with this podcast. So then I suppose then our listeners will be able to go and see some of your works and also maybe um get to know you better. Okay. Thanks maybe. Laura. That was amazing. <laughs> Thanks for the chat. Okay, thank you for talking to me. Bye. Bye.